the latest episode of Shrews Views in association, as always, with the Kettle and Toaster Man. I'm Johnny Drury. And again, as always, I'm joined by Shropshire Star Salop main man, correspondent, Ollie Westbury, fresh from yet another holiday, a weekend away this time, I believe, all. How's things back and refreshed, ready to go? Good, mate. Good. Very good. I am enjoying being back. Yeah. A bit of a strange week because I was off on Monday. We didn't get back till Monday evening. So, um, yeah, it was a uh, it was good it was a good weekend away. Um, it's kind of always weird when you kind of go away and you miss a game, but it was another one of those that was pre-planned before I took the job, you know. So just kind of don't worry, you haven't got to justify it. It's only better, <laughs> only better job. But I stepped, in, I look after you, though, mate. Stepped into the breach, headed along. You to did, the yeah, for you. yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Um, you stepped in and uh, kind of took over. Uh, so yeah, thank you for Unsuccess- that. Unsuccessfully on the results side of things, really. But, again, which we'll again, come on. again, yeah. But I have got, I've yeah. got, a, I've got a good little stat for you about my salad record. Go on. How much Sheffield went? I'll, I'll, I'll reveal it later in the in the show when we talk pre oh, right, Sheffield okay. Wednesday. But we're both heading to Hillsborough on Saturday. I've got a good one. Salad fans will like like it head of the weekend anyway. It doesn't look good at the moment. Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah you'll have to. That's the hook now. You'll have to listen to the end of the podcast. That's how we get all our. All our listeners, but um, but yeah, all's back. Um, and we've got we've got another action pack thirty five minutes or so coming up for you as we talk all things salad. We'll look back at the last few games, um, just briefly on the FA Cup win over York uh, and the draw with Oxford, and obviously the disappointing defeat to Barnsley on Saturday. We'll talk about youngsters. Josh Bailey was handed his EFL debut on Saturday. Uh, we got some good quotes from Steve Cottrell on that, and we'll look at some other youngsters who may potentially get the chance uh, with the first team this season. And we'll not look ahead to Hillsborough, that trip to the Steel City on Saturday. We're going to start with the, the obvious sad news among the, the Salop community, um, Salop supporters community in the um, in the last week. Um, and it lost one of its most well-known and influential supporters, Glyn Price, known to many as the founder of the, the Blue and Amber fanzine and co-host of Salopcast, um, sadly passed away last week after a, a battle with bowel cancer. Um he was a big name, Glenn, in the in the Salop community. A lot of people knew him, and and that showed by the tributes that have been made. And he was a big one in the Salop community. Glenn, a lot of people knew him. Um, instrumental in reforming the away supporters team and the, the launch of the Smithies Bar, just to name a few things. And on on Saturday, Shrewsbury paid a, a really nice tribute by laying out a, a shirt and some flowers on the the seat that he used to sit in at the game. And there was a nice minutes applause um, on the forty second minute, which was observed obviously by Salop fans and really nicely by Barnsley fans. As well, um, so just for me and Ollie and, and everyone at the, the Shropshire Star, condolences to to um, to Glenn's family and friends at this this sad period. I know the family have asked uh, as a tribute to Glenn um, if people could consider making a, a donation to the incredible work that Seven Hospice do, um, and they've posted a link on the the Blue and Amber fanzine um, Twitter page where people can go along and uh, and donate. So if you can spare um, any money, they do some incredible work there. Um, head over there, and we'll put the link in the description of the podcast as well. Right, on to the football. Uh, recent games, um, we're going to go, well, as we said, briefly over the, the two games um, from earlier um, in the month. Ollie, I think since we last spoke, the, the first game was the York FA Cup win. Um, I think South will find out this eve. This has been recorded on a on a Wednesday. Sorry, I lost track of my days then. Me on a Wednesday. Um, Salford played Peterborough tonight. The winner of that will play Shrewsbury in the next round. But I think Steve Cottrell's quotes after the York game are just... Sort of nice to get through and and make sure you're in the hat for for the next round. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's important for the club in terms of financially, uh, in terms of a good cup run, 
Uh, I think it does wonders for the confidence. I mean, there's no substitute for winning games. So, yeah, I think it's good for the club. Um, and there were some, there were some, there were some big teams that were knocked out. I think Cheltenham were knocked out. There's another another team in League One that were knocked out by non-league opposition. So, you know, you really don't want to be that side that's knocked out at that stage. And in the last few years, Shrewsbury have had some really good cup ties, haven't they? Um, so hopefully that they can get round to that to that first round, well, to that third round, and uh, and and they can get a good draw because you know it's really important for for Shrewsbury financially. Um, so let's let's keep our fingers crossed that you know that that that, that can happen. Um, so I'm very, glad, I'm very glad of the home tie though. I must admit. I know. Yeah, I was looking at the um, so just a bit of background. I was watching the the FA Cup draw. So. I usually I'm usually at West Brom games as Ollie knows, but no Championship or Premier League now. The World Cup's on, so I'll be at either Salop or Walsall, the two clubs that we've got at the moment that are still playing. And I think Salop came out very early in the draw, so I was like, oh, we might be going to Shrewsbury. If Walsall are away, I'll be going to Shrewsbury. And in the last four balls of the draw, Walsall and Carlisle were both in the draw. <laughs> they met, they'll be drawing each other, but they're at home, so I'll be at Walsall that day. But yeah, for Salop fans, uh, nice that it's at home. There could be a few. There were a few long. Long trip certainly in the in that draw, but it's one of them, isn't it? Or just you know the next class will be you know if Salford get through, you know that'll be the probably the draw, isn't it? That that Shrewsbury will probably be hoping for, but you know if they beat Peterborough, you know they they'll have a bit a little bit of cup pedigree going into that. Um, but it's just one of them getting through to that third round now because Shrewsbury have always you know traditionally managed to have very very good draws in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? It's just getting through. I think Salford has struggled for goals recently. Um, I was watching the AFL highlights show and it said it said the other day that they've been struggling for goals um, of late. I'd have to do a bit of digging into that to, to double check and fact check. But yeah, of course, Shrewsbury would rather play would rather play lower league opposition. But I mean, that's not that's not saying that, that they would they would walk past Salford by by any means. Um, it'd just be important for them to, you know, um, to, to try to try and get that win on the board. So. Yeah, we want we want town to get through to that third round. One more game to to win, I think, isn't it? To to get through to that round. So, fingers crossed. Um, we, we they're in the hat again. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed, they're in a hat again. And if they do get in the hat, let's have another home game, please. <laughs> home game, big time, magic of the cup again. Yeah. At the Meadow. Um, following that, it was one all draw with Oxford. Shoes became from behind. Matthew Pennington got the goal. Um, was it a case of? Maybe should have taken three that night. Oh, was it a two points dropped on for you? Yeah, I mean, Shrewsbury started the game really brightly against Oxford, I felt. Um, had a couple of chances early doors. It feels like a long time ago, but I, I remember the pattern of the game. Then Oxford kind of scored out of nowhere, really. Um, they scored from against the run of play they took the lead um and then the, the first half was a very very scrappy bitty affair uh, there was an injury to one of oxford players who got stretched off there was fouls left right and center yellow cards the game was very very stop start and, and nothing really in honesty happened uh, from that point onwards so that was that was a challenge um, um for town but they came out in the second half and, and shrewsbury were were, were certainly very good value for their for their point, um, and they probably should have got more. I can remember, you know, Flanagan missed a header at one point. Leahy missed a very very good chance um, from just inside the pen from about twelve yards out. Good save by the goalkeeper. Uh, <laughs> Oxford's manager 
came out after the game with some bizarre comments saying that... You still Carl Robinson? Yeah. yeah. He came out and said after the game that Shrewsbury's goalkeeper and centre-backs were, would have been man of the match. I mean, Pennington had a really good game. And he well, didn't I have... saw your Twitter tweeting on this. You were sort of... You were a bit upset by this all. I was. I was upset. <laughs> but I was just like... You know, it's the old, the old cliche of, you know, what game are you watching? But literally, what game was he watching? I mean, Marco Rossi had nothing to do all game, apart from in the last five minutes, maybe, he had to make one really good block. But the only reason he had to make that block was because he dropped it in the first place um, from a shot from outside the area, and it was then in like a goal man scramble. Um, so they created, Oxford created very little, and they're a possession-based side, aren't they? But Shrewsbury had had more of the ball. Um, so that was that was an interesting an interesting point because that's a criticism that that sometimes that fans sometimes use. Um, they, they like to talk about possession, but Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, I thought were were a better team with a better team and were, were you know if they could have you know kind of got it got it right in that final third, then they'd have been that they, they would have been worthy winners. And I don't think Oxford could have complained too much. If that if that would have been the case, you were just hoping and praying that in the last minute, Oxford didn't steal steal a winner. Um, so I thought they were unfortunate, really. Not well, not unfortunate because if you don't take your chances, then 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 you're not going to win games, are you? But I mean, I also then feel like I, I I do feel sorry for them that then they're playing against Barnsley, who have had a free week, and they've got to back it up again. You know, just 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 two two days later. I mean, Wednesday night. Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, three o'clock, they're back in action. Yeah, and, and made a really good three week. He made a lot, of, you know, he made a lot, of, a bit of a point on that about, you know, about the schedule and stuff. And, and when people look at that from afar, you know, you know, you for example, you see Jurgen Klopp talks a lot about schedules in the Premier League, and if you don't look into the intricate details of it, you think, oh, what's he going on about? But when you look at South's schedule that they've had recently, the fact they went to Plymouth and Portsmouth away within the space of a few days, and now they've been, you know. Obviously, the injury stuff, which we'll talk about later, hasn't helped the situation. But that Wednesday game was moved, not because Salah obviously wanted it moved, it was moved for, for other reasons, wasn't it? And yeah. it just seems that, yeah, they've been the on the sort of sharp end of it or the wrong end of it. Of the well, it's, 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 nailed them. it's nailed them, really, hasn't it? It's nailed them in terms of you're playing good opposition, you're playing a side that's been relegated from the Championship. And... They've not played since the pre since seven. I mean, they've had they've had a week to prepare for that game, and Shrewsbury will have basically just been in recovery mode. Um, so, I mean, the odds were stacked against them. It was always going to be that was always going to be a really challenging game on Saturday. Um, yeah, I always felt like Shrewsbury were up against it, but you know, you'll have to fill me in on on what you thought. Yeah, I was. It, it was one of them. I sort of over the course of the game, it was it was, it was a game that not a lot happened. Really, um, the goal came early on. Probably a mistake or two from from those. I thought they had far too much room to to sort of turn, cross it, and, and put it in the back of the net. Salah had a really good chance four minutes later with Ryan Bowman that you, you, you it was one of them where you slide it in. You just need to get a touch on it to send it in the back of the net. That was their probably only real clear cut chance. Barnsley hit the bar, but second certainly in the second half and probably just in the first. Um, or maybe I'd say it's probably. Even in the first, you know, obviously Barnsley have, have taken the lead. But in the second, it was, I found myself for the first time this season watching Salah against the, one of the bigger sides. And they just seemed to have control of the game in that second period. Barnsley did nothing. 
Um, you know, they were they were they were happy to just sit in. They had a few counters really late on. Um, but the closer shoes we came, I think Jordan Shipper had three long range efforts. They just couldn't find that's what they lacked. It was the, it, it was in the final third of the field where they lacked that creative. I thought Tom Davis had a really quiet game on on Saturday, and that's probably could be yeah. you know probably down to the fact that you know the schedule has been like it is. But he was just quiet. I think when he plays well, Shrewsbury play well, and when he's he's firing. Um, but it was just one of them games where you know. Before the game, Steve Cotter would have probably taken a point, and I think a point might have been a fair result. You know, it's hard to gauge that because of the lack of chances in the game. Um, but yeah, I thought Shrewsbury had toll over 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 a lot of it, and and just on you know on the back of that, if we talk about, I know you did. I saw on your Twitter account before Oxford, if Shrewsbury won, they went into the playoffs, or they would have gone up into the playoff places. Had a yeah, Saturday, that have been that have been joint seventh with Derby, yeah. but they started yeah. Saturday on in tenth, a win with other results going their way. Could have taken them, I think, within a point of the playoffs. And you look at it now, they've gone. You look at the table Saturday night after the game, they dropped to fourteenth. And you look at it without looking at all the statistics on the right hand side, you think, oh, we dropped down to mid table. But fourteenth, played eighteen games, twenty three points, five off the playoff. And I know there's no winning five, which we'll talk about, but they're five five points still off the off the playoffs at the moment. You know the league league one table is so tight at the moment with so much more. The championship as well, isn't it? So yeah, it seems to be a running theme at the moment. Sort of certainly below the Premier League, but it's one of them, isn't it? Like them last two games, you got a point from from two against Oxford and, and Barnsley, when you would have wanted more. But given the schedule that's coming up, which we'll talk about later, you know, Sarpa still had a really good start to the season, considering everything that's gone on. You know, they probably think that they should have had more should have more points, but they probably should have. But if you look at it on balance, they've probably, you know, you'd probably say they've had a, a decent start to the campaign despite the last few results. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I, I, I would say so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, five games without a win, it does feel, you can understand uh, like a, a little bit of why why it could feel potentially a little bit flat but I'd caveat that by saying there's more, there's more to it than that. Extenuate. There are. Yeah, there's, there's, there. there's more to it than that. It's not just a case of they've played five games and been crapping them. Because so can I say crap? Of course you can say crap. <laughs> just bleep it out. Bleep it out. No, I'll they, leave it in. Leave it in. They they, they have your character. I want, you to, I want you to drop an F word in next week. <laughs> no, I shall not be F bombing. <laughs> shall not be doing that. Um, I've lost my train of thought now because they haven't been. They haven't been. That, no. That's not how it's. That's not how it's gone. You know, they played Plymouth top of the league. Portsmouth going for promotion. Barnsley you'd expect to be up there. Oxford are generally a good side in this league. There's some some really really tough games over. And and I looked at it after. I think it was after they beat Fleetwood or was it after they beat MK Don. So I looked at it and thought, ooh, this is this is a tough month. Tough month. Tough run coming up but they still kind of the team still manages to find the resilience to kind of grind out results whether that's you know going and getting a good 1-1 draw away at Portsmouth or be a backs a backs to the wall performance but you know they managed to get it. um so uh, it's it's easy to to kind of criticize but I feel like that this league I think that it, you're not going to go for a season where you just win like win one draw one 
win one, draw one, win a couple, draw a couple, maybe lose one. I mean, that's that's just that's not going to happen. Not in the it's not in a situation, you know, that Sarah and Ali slightly won. They're gonna they're gonna cut. They're gonna have runs where where they're gonna potentially not not quite get so many points, and that's just something that you know we're just going to have to to deal with because you know that, that they haven't got the the budgets have they that the, the, they haven't got the budget that the other clubs have got so i would say that Shrewsbury have, are 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 doing okay they need they could do with a win but they've had some really tough games and let, and if we're honest if we reflect on them and look at each game there's not many that you look at and think they they deserve to lose. They think, oh, they've not turned up. They did they they deserve something at Plymouth, but they lost two one. They earned a draw at Pompey. They deserve to win against Oxford, and they could have won. They could have got a point against Barnsley. That's not how football works, does it? You don't. It's not. It's not a performance. It's not. Oh, you play well, you're guaranteed to get points. You can play well and you can get beat, and you can play bad, and you can win. That's just the way it works. But I suppose that generally, if you keep putting performances in or you keep doing OK, then then things generally tend to to kind of level themselves out over an extended period of time. So I would say from my view, from watching them week in, week out, home and away, I would say that Shrewsbury have had a steady start. They could do with a win, but they've had a steady start. Um, but the fixtures don't get any easier, do they, with Sheffield Wednesday coming up? No. Absolutely. But we'll talk about that and beyond Wednesday, right at the, the end of the show. But one of the circumstances there, you know, Steve Cottrell referenced it in his interview after the game and, and it's all plain to see. Shrewsbury's um, injury list started to, to grow again. Elliot Bennett was out with the squad on Saturday and they're waiting to see how long he'll be back on the sidelines for. Julian DeCosta and Aidan O'Brien, um, who returned, um, are out at the moment. I think that's another one we're just waiting to see. And obviously you've got George Nurse and Daniel Odo who are long-term absentees. Um, I asked Steve Cottrell about if he'd ever had so many senior players out at one point in his long managerial career, and he and he sort of couldn't say whether he had or not, but he said it's a, you know, it's one where that they're, they're all serious injuries, aren't they? They're not. Shrewsbury aren't having little knocks and niggles, and they're all starters. And and you, in a way, you've got to feel a little bit sorry for Salah at the moment, given that those players, if you look at them, they probably would all start if they were fit and ready to go at Sheffield Wednesday. You'd chuck every single one of them in, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean. You look at I'm just I'm just as you're talking now I'm just looking at some stats and you, you look at Daniel Udo last year he's played 46 games and scored 13 league goals that's in League One so you've taken that play you've taken your goal scorer out well you know you, most sides you take your goal scorer out you're going to struggle but they have got a bit of depth up front because they've signed Aidan O'Brien who I've got his stats up here as well who last year played 34 games in League One he scored seven goals and got two assists so that's you know, you'd look at that and think, well, that they're, they're steady, steady stats. In, and you know, these two guys have played more than thirty games, so you can't look at that and say, well, well, it, like injury prone, because you play more than 30, 34 and forty six games in a season is a good amount of games to get through in a demanding, grueling, quite often sustained season. So that you know, you're missing. I mean, teams that if you miss got if you're missing goals and you're missing creativity and those quality players in forward areas, then you know that's a blow. They've had Winchester has played played very well against Plymouth and he played very well against Pompey. Um, he's been missing recently as well. You've got De Costa, who just I suppose what that does is it just just gives you that little bit of freedom or gives Cottrell that little bit of 
you know, ability to, you know, playing at wing back and getting up and down, up and down. It's a very demanding role. It requires an, a very high level of fitness and it just allows you to potentially, you know, drag Elliot Bennett off after 60 minutes and bring somebody on with fresh legs to come on and, and, do, and play that role. But that's where they are. Obviously, they've got George Nurse as well. I mean, how many games did he play last year? Let's just have a look. Uh, George Nurse, he played 45 times last year. So basically, if you take pretty much five guaranteed starters or out of any team, I mean, I, I thought for a bit, while Nurse was still playing, he was he would have been up there with 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 Donkley uh, and and Leahy for 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 the one of those players that had one of the best starts to the season. Yeah. And you take that out of any team anywhere unless you're man city <laughs> who can literally bring bring somebody else in like that costs 100 million then you're going to suffer the consequences for that for sure um and that's going to put you on the back foot and to be quite honest with you i don't know what you can do about it because it's not I, I don't see it's it's nobody's fault it's just it's just the way it's the way it happens um so it's 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 Desperately, desperately unlucky, and I, you can see the level, the criticism that that's that, that sometimes put forward about squad depth. But as far as I'm concerned, and you might have a different opinion on this, Johnny, but I would much rather Salop be signing good players with the potential to get them into the top six or to get them into the top half than to be signing lots of average players that to have a bigger squad. Yeah, and that's that's the point that's been made. But if you look at it, for example, if if them five players are fit, you get injuries throughout the season, don't you? But it's rare you get five quite like they've had. Um, but if you look up top, if if Aidan O'Brien's fit, Daniel Udo's fit, there's two. You've got Bowman up there, um, Rob Street, Christian said There's five forwards there in your forward line, isn't there? Yeah. You know, um, you've got Raquel Pike who can play, has played up there this season as well. Um and at right wing back as well. Elliot Bennett at right back means you've got two covering at right back. Um, George Nurse at left back. You've got, you've got he can play there. Jordan Shipley's playing there at the moment. You know, if you're struggling and you've got more in midfield, Luke Lee, he, you know, has played there before as well. I know he's sort of the main stadium midfield now, isn't he? But with them players back in, Sharp squad is, looks, there's good quality in it and there's a, a little bit of depth in there. Yeah, it could be a bigger squad, absolutely, but you're in a, like we said, cyber completing in a league where there's a lot bigger budgets and, and you know, they're, I'm, to, I'm sure they have to cut the, cut the cloth at the club accordingly. And it's a point, cultural, but it is a valid point. I know we've talked about, talked a lot about, about things like this on this podcast, but it is, it is right, isn't it? You are right. You could go and fill a massive squad, but that probably wouldn't wouldn't get you nowhere and you, you put them five names in there we, we spoke a moment ago about Salah being five points off the playoffs if those five players are in that starting lineup at the moment yeah it'd probably be a safe bet that they'd probably be quite close to the playoffs within a point or two or, or maybe even in there if they had the goals of Udo and O'Brien this season um and the depth with the other players as well yeah, I'm just I'm just looking here on on transfer market here. So the next game Sheffield Wednesday at home uh, away, sorry. And Sheffield Wednesday's last home game was against Burton Albion on the 29th of October, and they had uh, over 23 and a half thousand at that home game. You know, I mean, 
you compete to the level that you can compete to, don't you? Um, you know, clubs that have got 23,500 fans going to watch them every week are going to have more behind them to be able to invest into their players and into their squad. So, you know, I suppose everything has to be looked at, you know, in a balanced view. And, and yeah, so desperately unlucky with the injuries, desperately unlucky, and the squad depth. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I think most of the things that they're doing, I would have said at the club, are, are pretty, pretty, are pretty, you know, bang on. Yeah. No, just moving away from that, we talked about the, the injuries for, for long enough there, really. We, one positive note from Saturday, Josh Bailey, who's been given a lot of game time in the EFL trophy uh, this season, was handed a, a late EFL debut, came on the 81st minute of um, of the game. Great uh, great to see another youngster handed his uh, his debut, really. Oh, he's been floating in and around it, hasn't he? Impressed in the trophy and, and he's been given his chance. As it actually happens... What uh, it, I think he when he, he played in the trophy, I think I might have been off then as well. <laughs> um, so he plays when you're not here. He plays when I'm so not. So you there. need to go on more holidays. I mean, my career. my holiday record's not looking good. I even had Steve Cottrell taking the Mickey out of out of me for it on, <laughs> when I told him that I was uh, not going to be there on Saturday. Even he even he gave me some banter about it. Um, so yeah, I can confirm I still only get 25 days, like most M and A employer employees. But there you go. Looks at the moment. We'll have to have a new section every few months. Ollie, Ollie Westbury holiday watch. Yeah, I know, I know. But there you go. Um, so I haven't seen an awful lot of him. Um, so I can't comment too much. It's just great to see young players playing. It is really good. Uh, you know, it, it's it's great to have uh, a successful academy, and it's great to get young players like a Josh Bailey like a Tom Bloxham, to have them coming through and to have them making an impact on your first team. That is what the investment into academies are for. And to see, you know, there's so much, there's so much hard work that goes into it behind the scenes to like coaching kids and commitment from the club, commitment from players as well and parents and stuff to kind of get it. But, you know, you're rewarded by, by that professional debut in the league. And, you know, it was just, it was just, it's brilliant to see him, him get some minutes and also good to see the manager have the confidence to, to throw him in there when it as and when he felt necessary. Yeah, like you said, you, you would this is what Steve Cotswell said to one of the questions after the game. You know, you see them types of people coming on or them youngsters coming on when you might be two two or three nil up with chuck them on maybe in a in a cup game or in an FA Cup game or or in a, an EFL game. But you know, as the situation is at the moment, you know. You can't sort of beggars can't be choosers for for want of a better phrase. Um, and he's chucked him in there, and that'll probably do him the world good. You know, playing against a side like Barnsley in the eighty first, coming on the eighty first minute when when Salah are pushing for a for a goal as well. Um, and like you mentioned there about players being in and around it, I just want to talk briefly about Tom Bloxham. I know you know Tom Bloxham was going to handle his debut. I think it was back in twenty twenty one. Came in, you know, big prospect. People thought he was going to sort of kick on this season. It sort of hasn't happened massively for him. Cottrell laid down a bit of a challenge for him a few weeks ago, didn't he? But judging from what he said after York um, and on Saturday as well, it's, he's hoping that sort of he's sort of re-emerging again a little bit now. Yeah, I thought he did really well against York when he came on. He only he only he only made a brief appearance. Um, I got a bit of stick for that one. Um, um, not stick, but a, a few people disagreed with that um, on like social media and stuff. So. Um, 
Yeah, I thought he came on against York and made an impression on the game. And I thought in a game that was very bitty in the in the second half that Shrewsbury weren't at the best, which in the second half they weren't, they weren't at the best, having battered them for the first 45 minutes when it looked again looked like men against boys. Um, I thought he did pretty well. Um, and it was good to see after uh, I was, as it happens, I was off the day that the story was written. <laughs> <in Tom Watson. laughs> oh, no. It's in, all coming out now. In fairness, that wasn't a, that wasn't that wasn't holiday. That wasn't holiday. Um, that was about five minutes collectively talking about yeah, your holidays on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know, but Matt Mayer wrote that story, our colleague. So um, I was off that day, but I read the story. Um, I think it was because the presser was on a Friday, and Friday is my day off, isn't it, for the Saturday um, or something like that. But but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in that day. Um, so yeah, so no, good to see a reaction from Bloxham. You know, with the injuries to the guys in forward forward areas, it'd be you know you'd be interested to see if over the coming weeks he might have more of an involvement or not. But you know, he it's one of those things. He's a young player. We're just going to have to watch and see how he goes. I've I've kind of got full confidence that that the club have got his best interests at heart, and you know we talk a lot about loans and things like that that if the club felt that it was in Bloxham's interest and it was in um, the club's interest that they would send him out so if they're not then there'll be reasoning for that we might not be privy to it but I'm sure that there is very valid reasoning to it that makes complete sense yeah uh, hopefully see you know there's been a few others that have been played in the trophy um, hopefully we might see them before the uh, before the end of the season anyway time for an advert um, as always the Truge Views podcast is brought to you in association with the Kettle and Toaster Man, your one-stop shop for kitchen appliances. They've got some great bargains on. Uh, not at the moment, all year round they've got some great bargains on. So head over to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk or if you want to go in store and have a look at the products, you know, get a hold of them yourself. Go You've to just moved into your house. Have you bought anything from this I have, mate. But I, I have, I've been in here a few... First podcast, well, second podcast recorded. I actually did a, a podcast on another club in here yesterday. But I've moved in, mate. Yeah, I'm go- I'm, we were talking about air fryers yesterday. On right. Podcast. I'm. Yeah. I'm going to head. On, I'm. I'm supposed. I'm due a visit to Kettle and Toaster Man. Well, I live near Briley Hill. I live near Briley Hill. I can pick you. I can pick you one up if you pick it up. Bring it down to Salop. I'll bring to it Salop. to Sheffield Wednesday with me on Saturday. <laughs> Just see you handing goods to me in yeah. the car park. Look at the security with the air fryer. <laughs> but yeah, head over to if you're interested, go to Kettle and Toaster Man or head to Thorns Road in Briley Hill. Right, time for questions. We've got a few more this week. A few Salop fans have answered that. We're getting our, there, aren't we, with the old questions? questions. We're, keep, um, keep getting them in, Salop fans. Keep getting them in. We're moving We're moving forward slowly. I'm going to start with at Follow the Town. Will O'Brien ever be fit? Ditto De Costa. Um, I'll leave that one to you, Al. I think we're just waiting for a... Probably waiting for another update, I imagine, pre-Sheffield Wednesday. I know they were going for final injections in London, I believe, was the, was the last we heard. Um, yeah. for those two injuries. Yeah, I, I mean, the answer to that question, we, we don't have a timescale of when they're going to be back. Um, like I said earlier, Aidan O'Brien played 34 games last season in League One. Um, let's see how many. He played five cup games and two EFL trophy games and one in the FA Cup as well. Um, I, I, the answer to that question is we don't know when they're going to be fit. Um, yeah, and and we you've just got to hope that that once he gets once they kind of get that match fitness back up, they can 
they they can they can be ready. I mean, muscle injuries. I mean, it, relapses and muscle injuries and getting over them can can be quite challenging. Um, having had a couple myself, they can be really uh, annoying to try and shake off. So, and you've got to be careful because, like, especially with football, it's such an explosive sport, isn't it? Um, you know, with your kind of changing direction at speed and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they've got to be careful. They've got to be careful. I'd rather than take extra long to make sure them get it get it right and make sure that the guys are okay and that they can come back and make an impact rather than just rather than rushing them back. That's um, what you want, isn't it? You know, yeah. you don't want them to break down again. No, you don't want them to. No, I mean the Costa thing. I mean. He's been out for a while, hasn't he? He started the first six games and he's not really played since. I feel a bit sorry for the DeCosta thing because I feel like he's getting kind of labelled as injury prone. But at the end of the day, if you have a hernia, you have a hernia. I mean, that's just that. that and then that's what he missed his first, what he missed six weeks or so with a with a hernia problem. Like, you know, what can you do about that? <laughs> like, that's, 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 that's I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my knowledge of what a hernia is, that's more of an illness than an injury, isn't it? Yeah, I'd have thought so. Yeah, I'm no doctor. I'm um, no doctor, so don't rely on me. But um, just but on, yeah. um, and he's just struggled. He struggled since then to kind of to kind of get back, uh, as it can happen. Um, so we just got to keep our fingers crossed that that they're back soon. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, another question. This one from Nathan Ryden. With injuries and injuries and square pegs, etc. No win in five. Is it time to ditch the current, um, in inverted commas, solid tactics in pursuit of wins? How much of a gamble would it be, really? I mean, that is a very good question. Um, I did have a brief look at that beforehand. Um, I suppose that kind of depends on your personality a little bit, if you're if you're a risk taker or not. I, I, I I'd, I'd probably, I'm very pragmatic as a person and rather prudent. Um, so I would kind of be, I, I, I'm not, I would say personally, I'm not one for, okay, let's go out and play all out attack and, and willing to lose four nil to kind of, um, by just but, going out yeah. there, pressing up the pitch. I, I'm not, I'm not one of those. Uh, I, in a previous career, I was a crabby opening batter that would get no runs off a lot of balls. Um, <laughs> so that tells you a lot about kind of the way I, I look at things. So I, I would say that Shrewsbury are better off playing the way they are, being solid, being hard to beat, because there's all well and good you're coming out and pressing and trying to get on the front foot and trying to score loads of goals. But if that means that, you know, you've got to score three to win because you're going to let two in, then I'm not sure that that's really, you know, that beneficial. So I'd have said that Shrews is, I'd have said that they stand more chance of, I mean, it, it's what you want, isn't it? I would say they stand more chance of being successful by, you know, being mm. hard to beat, um, by not letting many in. And well, it's usually would have gone to Ple- if usually would have gone to Plymouth. Well, Port- let's look at Portsmouth. They got a point at Portsmouth, a good point at Portsmouth. If they'd have gone to Portsmouth, played, tried to play this uh, again for one of a better phrase. I don't know, free flow and expansive football, like you said, going all that. Uh, Nathan answered to say, like Leeds under Bielsa, so that's what people said about them. They were quite open yeah. when they got to the Premier League. They probably would have, if they, they they quite easily could have got picked off, like you said, probably three or four nil against yeah. that side. As it was, all right, it might not have been fantastic to watch for for Shrewsbury Town fans, but it's a 
a really precious point against a big side. Yeah, you're you're right. You're absolutely bang on. I suppose it depends to to, to what what extent it you know Nathan means how attacking. Um, I suppose he just means like playing a little bit more on the front foot. But I suppose like take out Barnsley, I wasn't there, but it sounds like there wasn't an awful lot. Shrewsbury have had some good chances. They've had some good chances mm. um, to score goals. So I don't know. I I don't think. I feel like a football season is something that it needs to be managed. You, you know, you, you kind of need to get by each week trying to maximise your output, you know, um, and, and try and get as many points as you can from each game. So if you need to, if they need to go in to Sheffield Wednesday, you know, I'd expect them Shrewsbury to go into the game on Saturday to kind of sit in a solid shape to ask Sheffield Wednesday to break them down and to hit them on the counter attack. That's what that's what I would expect, and I, I would say that's that's a fair way of playing, um, personally. And I would say that they stand much more chance of getting a result playing that way than they do if they press them high up the pitch, look to get on the front foot. I mean, that's that's not saying that I don't I don't think Shrewsbury should attack. That's not saying that, but I feel like they should stick to their strengths, and their strengths are they they're relatively solid. They they, they don't let too many in. Um, and 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 they can potentially. I mean, look at they they sat in against Plymouth, but they had plenty of chances to score. Um, better chances than I thought Plymouth had. Plymouth yeah. passed passed it around nicely and uh, kind of scored because of a couple of mistakes. But they didn't carve Shrewsbury open at all. But in the first half, I think Shrewsbury at the bar twice and scored. Um, so it's not like it's not happening in front of goal. It just it, it, it all comes back to they've got to take the chances when they get them. And I think that's it. It's just like it's all good up to that that last little bit when it's just like getting that ball over the line. Yeah, no. Um, cheers for your question, Nathan. Final one from Leo Robson. That was a great done... question. That was a great question, by the way. Um, final question from Leo Robson. I've done a little bit of research on this. I've picked out who I would go for. Uh, <laughs> you can go you're, first. The main, you're the main salad man. You're the main salad man. So you've got to go first. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, if you could sign one player from any League One team, who would it be and why? Oh, I didn't read the question properly. Oh. I thought he said... on holiday last week. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Leo had, had <laughs> said had said if you could sign any player from any league. <laughs> so I've not read the question properly because I was. Well, do say, you do that then? You well, I'm going to do that one anyway. I'd sign Jack Grealish because I think he's a good footballer, but I feel like he'd be good value on. On a, on, on, on a night out. Not yeah. that I'm particularly adventurous on a see night him, out anyway. See him, but See him ripping around Shrewsbury. Yeah. Um, so you can go stuff. first while I have a think about the League One player. If anyone in League One, I'd probably sign Barry Bannon, who Shrewsbury are going to come up against on Saturday. I've always liked, quite liked Bannon. I think he's a good player. I think he should be playing in the Championship still. He's 32. He's knocking on a bit in terms of a player, but he's um, he's quality for me. He's uh, he, I think he, he'd bang a few goals in for... For Salah, but he's just, yeah, quality. He's always been quite a quality player. Villa, who's out, wasn't he? Crystal Palace, I think he was out as well. Yeah. Um, but, right, have you done your quick homework? Have you done your research? Yeah, I have. So, I'll tell you who I quite like. Um, I like uh, Morgan Whitaker from um, Plymouth. What? He, he looks, he is, yeah. plays on the right, left-footed, very skillful. Um, I feel like he looks like a player. And there was another lad who played for Exeter, who I thought was really good. He scored. I think he's that left-footed, played in the ten. He hit the bar against 
town and he looked so comfortable on the ball. Um, I can't remember his name. I think his surname was Brown. He made such a lasting impression on me, John, that I can remember his name. You can remember his name, but only part of his name. Only part of his name. Um, I think he scored the winner on Saturday. I saw him bend one into the top corner. Um, let me find his name. They've got some decent players at Exeter to be had to cut in there. Sam Nombe's a handful as well for, for Exeter. He's, a, he's one who did quite well at it. Uh, picking names out of the sky. Uh, yeah, his name is Brown. I just need to get his first name. Mr. Uh, Brown. Yeah, I can't find it anyway. Um, can't find it. But yeah, Brown, who plays for Exeter. Uh, he's left-footed. Um, got dreadlocks. He, he, he looked... He looked like a very good player. It's, I suppose it's those creative players, those players that are comfortable on the ball, um, you know, in, the, in that final, in the final third. Um, they're ones that I've that I've kind of that I've looked at and thought, oh yeah, yeah. Um, who's so your, who your, who your player from any league? Oh, Grealish, Grealish, Grealish yeah. Greasy Jack. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would you? I'd have gone probably Harland. Manchester Harland, Harland up front, League yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just raiding Man City. Oh, yeah. It'd be, uh, yeah, be flying high at the top of the league then. Thanks for your questions, guys. As we said, Susie fans, get in touch. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, so um, keep an eye out on Ollie's Twitter and get in touch with your questions. Uh, just a nod forward to, to Saturday All. I'm going to reveal my little stat that I talked about at the top of the podcast for you. So I've been to five Salop games this season. Three of them I've been in your shoes as the correspondent. Shoes we have lost all three. But the other two, when I've been sat alongside you, Shrewsbury have won both games. So basically, Shrewsbury are going to win at Hillsborough on Saturday. That's Love the it. omen. Love it. Well, let's hope so. It's much better when they win, isn't it? <laughs> but on a serious note, well, they're going to win. We've uh, we've told you here exclusively on the on the Salat podcast. But they'd snap your hand off for a point. Steve Cox would snap your hand off for a point, probably wouldn't he, going up to, to Hillsborough? I'd expect so. Um, I think they're in. I think they're in quite. They're playing quite well at the moment, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, I think. I think that's. I think that's. That that'd only be. That makes sense. Um, you know, Sheffield Wednesday. I think they're knocking on, knocking on the door at the top of the table, aren't they? Third in the league. Uh, they've won four out. They lost six. They're not lost either. So, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Um, and yeah, a point to be a great result for Shrews. Um, but, you know, good runs are there to be broken, aren't they, Johnny? They certainly are indeed. Certainly are indeed. Stranger things have happened. If you just look after that as well, um, we talked about the run, the tough run that Shrewsbury have had post-Sheffield Wednesday. I think it's Lincoln, Cambridge and Cheltenham all before the end of the year, followed by, I think, Fleetwood on New Year's Day, I believe, or around that sort of time. Um, their games of teams in and around them, those are the games. I know Sheffield Wednesday, you know, a point up there would be fantastic, but... Beyond that, I'm sure there's maybe not one eye at the moment, but when you look at the fixture list, they'll be the games that Shrewsbury will be targeting to get, you know, probably two or three wins in those games, you would have thought, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you'd have thought so. They're games that they can really look to... to the bread and of... butter almost is... Yeah, that's the phrase I was yeah. trying to think of. Uh, I found it. it it's Giovanni Brown. Giovanni, Giovanni Brown. And he's, still, he's still doing his research. It's like when you do your own work in class. He scored nine goals in 16 games as well. I didn't know he'd scored that many. I can spot a player, me. I should be a scout. If he rocks up at Shrewsbury in January now, then we know. Maybe we know Steve Steve Cottrell or, or, or Keith. Uh, listen to the uh, <laughs> listen to Shrewsbury's. Very <laughs> doubtful, but there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, those just those games. They're they're, they're the ones that'll be looking at, won't they? Post Sheffield Wednesday, I suppose it's a 
anything at Hillsborough is a, a Brucey bonus, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. Um, so we, we, yeah, any anything they can get then, and then they can look at, you know, hopefully maybe have one or two players back, and they can look to hit those next few games hard, coming up to the to the kind of the Christmas break, um, and and. You know, I think Shrewsbury Bennett will benefit maybe. I don't think there's quite so many midweek games coming up. So I think no. they would benefit from having that that time that they need to prepare as yeah. well. Indeed. Well, hopefully Salah can cause a shock at one of the big boys at Sheffield Wednesday. Thank you very much for listening, Salah fans. That's your lot for this latest episode. Um, for those heading to the Steel City on Saturday, have a great day. Safe trip up to Yorkshire. Um, if you see me with a camera outside the ground, um, outside the away end after the game, do stop and, and give me your thoughts. Don't just uh, don't just ignore Please me. Speak walk to past. you. Um, but for now, until next time, thanks for listening. And for me and all, goodbye.